Welcome to Executives Unpacked, bringing you inspiration from the boardroom. A series of interviews with key and senior executives from throughout the content media, satellite and news space, connectivity and cybersecurity industries. Brought to you by Newco Global Executive Search. Welcome to Executives Unpacked. I'm Laurie Scott, co-founder and director of Nuco's Global Executive Search. Joining me is our Executive Search Manager, Kate Riley, and we're delighted to be joined by our guest, Samir Halloween. Samir is a, currently the CEO of AutoHaps, an Airbus subsidiary developing a connectivity and observation business. Samir is a seasoned telecom executive with over 30 years successful track record of building and transformation global companies. Um, impressive career covers the satellite industry with massive companies like Intelsat, OneWeb, Faria, Inmarsat, and now he is the CEO of Alto Haps. Growing up, Samir wanted to be a trauma surgeon. Um, his idol was both his father and Michael Jordan. Outside of work, his happiest place is to be living next to the water and eating white chocolate. Welcome to the so- show, Samir. Great to have you finally join us Thank today. You. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So, Samir, I mean, I've touched on it already. <clears throat> Before we start, Please tell me you've seen, you talk about Michael Jordan being your idol. Um, you must have seen The Last Dance. And have you seen the the Air, Air film that came out recently? I haven't seen the, the last film, but I have seen The Last Dance. It's uh, amazing. It's, it's quite quite interesting, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the man's um, will to win is unbelievable. But yeah, I highly recommend, if you can, watch Air. Um, yeah. It's with Ben Affleck and uh, his mother is an absolute amazing person. It's very, very interesting. She, she is quite a character, but look, I think uh, you use the 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 the, the word the, the the key word here is will to win, you know, and that's uh, uh, he's he's a person who seems to to will his things to happen, you know, will outcomes to happen, and that that's one thing that I admire the most about him. Yeah, yeah, and I also forgot how good the team was back then around him, and when he had some great characters and personalities. But um, yeah, it was a uh, one of the best sporting documentaries I've seen for a long time. Absolutely. Excellent. So before we get into it, um, trauma surgeon to, to a CEO, how, how did that change and how did that come about? Yeah, well, that wasn't going to happen because it would have taken <laughs> so long to, you know, to, to study and prepare for. And I just wasn't in a position not to earn my living, you know, quickly enough. So uh, but I think the, the reason this has was always a dream is because it's it's a very noble uh profession and a very difficult one that not many people are, are willing to to do uh and it requires a lot of precision a lot of uh, focus and uh and it and it gets great things done and, and frankly you know I'm, I'm i feel like i'm blessed in my current role because we we are in a position where we um, uh are serving the, the world with a service or you know we're, we're looking to serve the world with a service that is good for humanity is as a service that will improve people's lives and, and save people's lives. And, you know, very interestingly, uh, it's it's done with in a way that saves the planet as well, because we, we are emissionless, our, our uh, vehicle Zephyr is, is, uh, flies on solar uh, energy solely. There's no uh, fuel oh. that is used in launching this aircraft. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, you know, it, for the first time, I feel like I'm doing something that, that has the benefits for both humanity and the planet. You know, I, I worked for in satellites for many years, and of course, satellites yeah, yeah. are are crucial for 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 serving the world. But unfortunately, they do use carburant. You know, especially when you yeah. launch them. So yeah. the, this is very special. You know, this is a special opportunity. 
Fantastic. Well, I'm keen to sort of dig into that and find out a little bit more about um, the company after these these next sort of round of questions, because I know sure. you've been there for just over a year now. So, um, yeah, well, what I'll do now. I, I'm under done a year. A bit under oh, a year. Just under a year. Yeah, just well, it's, year. it's flown by. Well, I'll, I'm going to uh, hand you over to Kate now and she will um, sort of follow up with some of the questions. Sure. Thank you. So before we dive into our questions, and as an introduction to everyone listening, this new co-podcast is about giving our listeners some deep insight into key leadership learnings from our C-level guests. So, Summer, I'll begin with the first of our six core questions. Um, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned during your career? Uh, look, I think I think the, uh, the the most important lesson that I've learned is that it's it's all about the team. You know, if you want yeah. to achieve anything big uh, in the corporate world, you have to have the right team. You have to have, you know, A plus performers uh, on the team, Absolutely. and uh, and it's critical to to assemble a great team very quickly. Not to not to hesitate. You know, if you're coming in new to a, to a company or whether it's a transformation job or or a, or a you know startup or 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 even you know a, an ongoing concern, having the right team is key, and and not falling into some of the usual traps that, that people sometimes tend to fall into, you know, and, and in my mind, uh, there's maybe uh, three three traps like this. One is not having enough diversity on the team. Yes, I, absolutely. I believe that diversity is incredibly, incredibly important in this world. Yeah. And what I mean by diversity is every kind of diversity, you know, whether, you know, as, as gender orientation, culture, you know, uh, uh, background, uh, uh, you know, where people come from. Uh, yeah. Having a good mix brings a lot of energy and capability and, and complements the skills, uh, yes. you know, complementarity of skills, I think, is, is very important. And, and, and that's where I think the second trap is, which is that a lot of people tend to recruit people that look exactly like them. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, yeah. And, 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 and bringing in people that are not like you increases that diversity, increases the, the capability of, of the team. Yeah. And I think the last, the, the third trap that people sometimes tend to fall into is that they take too much time to make some changes. And, uh, you know, I, I think if you if you want to achieve big things, you really want to be decisive and, and ensure that you have the right people who are well incentivized to do big things and to do them quickly. Yeah, wonderful. Fantastic answers. Thank you so much. So next question. What do you wish you'd been told earlier in your career? Uh, yeah, you know, I think, it, you know, you tend to kind of mature professionally as 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 you, you gain more experience and yeah. you, you become more and more aware that, that perception is, is is just as important as, as facts, you know, and, and, and getting things done. And, and when you're when you're younger, you're you're a bit more, you know, by the book and black and white and and. Yeah. And you you focus so much on the facts and you forget the perception. I, you know, I, I wish I think that I had been better alerted. You know, at, at the fact that perception is, is just as important as as as, as facts in this yes. world. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose it comes with maturity, doesn't it, in, in yes. business? So, what is the best bit of career advice you have ever been given? Uh, I think I, I was given that a bit the hard way, uh, you know, and uh, one of my uh, bosses during my career, you know, I, I uh, basically told me that there's no right or wrong, you know, that my version of right was not right, you know, that, yeah. that, uh, that it was quite relative. And it's, again, an element of maturity when you start. Exactly. 
where you start realizing when you're really, you know, insisting that, you know, this is wrong, you know, what this person is doing is wrong. So, well, why, <laughs> you know, is, and, and whose, uh, and whose uh, view is it wrong, you know? And, yeah. uh, and I think that that allows you to have, to open up your mind a little bit and understand that different people have different perspectives and how do you get things done is by understanding that and being able to navigate within mm -hmm. that as opposed to just being completely insisting on, on one particular path. Yeah. Definitely agree, because it gives you that freedom, doesn't it, to not be quite a set. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. I'll pass you back over to Laurie now. Yeah, thank you, Kate. Yeah, some interesting answers. And um, yeah, thanks for answering them. So, sure. Samia, I'm going to sort of talk about the industry now. And um, you've held some really senior positions, um, worked for some amazing companies, loads of innovation throughout your career. And you've obviously just given us some brief highlights of your, your current position. Um, Tell us about your going back to your career. What's been some of the major highlights that you're you're proud of? Look, I think um, uh, maybe the, the the one company before this one that I that that has yeah. uh, uh, stuck with me the most is is Thraya Thraya Telecommunications uh, is the company that I uh, it was my first CEO job and uh, I think I was uh, forty one years old uh, at the time and. Uh, you know, I walk into this company that that uh, was an ongoing concern. You know, it was a company that had existed for about fifteen years, but it felt yeah. exactly like a startup, and it needed complete transformation. And and the challenge was was really enormous. And uh, uh, a friend of mine had was having dinner with a friend of mine the, the night before I started working there, and he's a CEO of a satellite company. And uh, you know, he said, "My advice to you is stay, you know, very strategic on a high level. You know, don't get involved in the detail." And I did the exact opposite of what, what he advised me. You know, I, I had to actually drill into details. And and you know, I I wrote human resources policies. I wrote travel policies myself. I I, I did that restructurings. I did things that are across every discipline in the company because I needed so much, and I didn't have at the time maybe the full team that needed yeah. to get things going. And that's one of the learnings that I mentioned to you earlier. Is yeah. that you should maybe get do things a bit uh you know, i mean there's also you know the ability to do to do some of those things it's not just you know the, the web but uh i had to basically drill down and and you know I, I spent i think 20 to 22 working hours uh every day for my first year in that on that job it was incredible but i but that the, the turnaround was was very dramatic you know it was a company that could have easily gone bankrupt within the yeah. first month of me joining to a point where we were outperforming all of our competitors and we had turned around the, the operations of the company dramatically and we were punching above our weight you know yeah. uh, the perception of us was way way beyond you know what we uh, you know the, the small size of the company we were you know a, a strong player on a global level and uh, you know that 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 you know and and, and the, the team and, and the testimonials of the team after I left you know were, were were things that are really that really resonate with me it's uh, those are things that i will remember forever fantastic you can feel your passion because i mean uh, you've worked for both large corporates and mm. startup companies and it, it feels like for i was a startup back then as well so you've had the the best of both worlds so sort of bringing it back to the, to where we are right now and the way that the the industry is heading um what's exciting you right now well, what's exciting is the the fact that we're starting kind of a new industry altogether, you know, or a, yeah. a new sub sub industry, if you want. Uh, HAPS is is a new concept, or or the idea is not new. The idea has existed since like 1945, 
where people thought, can we put some antenna on, on the bottom of an airplane and provide a service or put a camera and take a picture? Well, yeah, you, you can, but but the airplanes, you know, need fuel, need pilots, are expensive and need regulations. Uh, with advancement in technology, you know, especially in battery technology over the years, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think a large part due to uh, or credit to the auto industry, you know, that that that, that fueled that. Yeah. Uh, now there's an ability to have a vehicle of some sort fly at a certain altitude and stay there for a month at a time, and and that's what we achieved at Airbus. You know, we we have uh, this vehicle called Zephyr, which is uh, an aircraft. It has the wingspan that is nearly as wide as an Airbus 320. Yet the whole aircraft wow. is 75 kilograms. So it's uh, an incredible, you know, design with so much that is so innovative. But because it's so light and, and so big, we can fly for a month at a time <clears throat> in the stratosphere, which is between 60 and 80,000 feet. So wow. above, above the regulated airspace, you know, you don't interfere with the, with the airspace. You don't interfere with the weather because the weather is problematic. So you fly above the weather and you're able to deliver a telecom service uh, or an earth observation service that has so many benefits to either rural and or remote communities or to fighting you know forest fires or to managing yeah. disasters or to do border protection and yeah. you can do all of this with a service that is that that, that emits nothing and 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 uses the the you know the 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 the, the, the source of the sun or, or the power of the sun to uh, to power the aircraft <clears throat> so it's very exciting, you know. It's it's building a new market and a new industry. Yeah. Things, the the technology and the economics of it are so compelling, both that they can open up new markets that you know different you know satellite or terrestrial networks have never been able to cater to. Yeah, so it's quite exciting. <laughs> Fantastic, and and like you mentioned earlier, I mean, you've been with Outer Haps now for for just under a year, um, and and Sapphire sounds amazing. So, are you able to give us sort of um, uh, any inside scoop or latest news or developments? Yeah, so look, we we uh, launched. Uh, you, you see the Outer Haps now uh, brand. We, we launched that brand at the Mobile World Congress. Uh, yes, in February, that was kind of our our launch to the world. You know, we we've been working on the development of the aircraft for about 18 years. So the aircraft has developed wow. uh, quite yeah. quite a bit. It's yeah. uh, at the level of technical maturity where we can now launch uh, a commercial outreach and, and go out to the world and, and start offering you know, our, our services, which we will basically bring to market in a full commercial way by the end of, of next year. Uh, so that, that's the idea. And, and, and while doing that, you know, we're, we're looking for uh, also establishing some partnerships with with uh, with strategic entities that would bring value to our project and to whom we bring value as well. So uh, it's all ongoing. You know, it's very exciting. We're building the team. When I joined the company, we were about eighty people, and it yeah. was mainly engineers who transferred from Airbus. Very capable engineers, and and now the team is at about 160, 170 people, and we're growing very fast. You know, we're we're bringing in skills beyond just. Uh, uh, aircraft designers now we're, we're building a services business around the aircraft you know a telecom business and earth observation business so yeah. we're, we're, we're building this whole thing from from scratch and it's quite exciting fascinating really excited and um sounds like a, a big big year ahead so that ties in nicely Sam, to the to the next question um what what keeps you awake at night yeah well, <laughs> well look when you're <laughs> a lot <laughs> a lot so uh, look, I, I think uh, the, the 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 idea is that 
I want to make sure that we, uh, you know, it's it's a new industry, and and yeah. and 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 because it's a new industry, and and you're working with something that elaborate, you're working on the technology, you're working in regulations, you're working on certification, working on, mm -hmm. on commercial aspects, financial aspects, shareholding aspects, board aspects. So this is not just you know like a one track project. You know, it has seventeen different tracks each. Uh, you know, by itself is, is is significant. So it's it's ensuring that they all fit and align together. You know, and that we can deliver the service that we're promising, and and ensuring yeah. that the that the people that we're bringing in, you know, are are engaged, are aligned, and that their future is going to be a good future. Because we we ask people, you know, in an environment of a startup, people work hard. You know, they work with a lot yeah. of passion. They they believe in what they're doing. And and what I want to make sure is that all of this work is is uh, pays off for them. You know that they they come out of this feeling not just you know proud of what they've achieved. You know, yeah. with, with, with a very incredible CV, and also you know having you know feeling the economical benefits of of of, of being here and doing this. And, and and so so that that I think is probably what keeps me up the most. Excellent. Amazing. I mean, I hope you're not doing the 22 hours a day still. And, no, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that young anymore. <laughs> I mean, the perseverance of some of the, the, the engineers, 18 years, this plane's been in development. It's, it's, um, it's just amazing to see that the, the hunger and passion still there. And like you said, a lot's changed now, um, to make yeah. where you are right now. Fantastic. So, um, okay, Simon. So many executives that we speak to, they, they can sort of pinpoint, various reasons of why they've had success and you've spoken about some of this already but i'm just curious is there is there a single thread that's run through your career that's led to your success you know what this is a very interesting question and i uh, i did a a conference one time called uh, with a company called gap international it's uh, it's a conference that, that is uh, titled leveraging genius and what they do is they sit with you, you know, the organization, and then they bring, you know, peers like you see, you know, many CEOs of companies, and they do a heavy interview of you and and, and, and things that you've done over your career. And they try to build in one, in one chart, uh, what they call your genius. And basically, it's kind of a flow chart of, of axioms, which are words that you use that you, you don't know that you're using, but your head yeah. is, is spinning all the time, that... Uh, uh, basically, they come up with all the axioms uh, that you say to yourself when you're operating at your best, you know, and and they what they try to do is to say, if you are always saying those things to yourself, you're always operating at that level, you know, yeah. and for me, you know, some of the things that resonate with me is is the belief in the belief in what you're doing, you know, and, and, and the hard work, if you're, if you're willing to, uh, to put in uh, you know the, the work, and and it's. I don't believe in anything free. I don't believe in free lunch. I don't believe in in, in entitlement. You know, I believe that everything that you do, you have to earn it. And yeah. Uh, so and and you have to lead by example. So so that means a lot of focus, a lot of hard work. And I think that's kind of the common thread. You know, mm. uh, looking to earn everything, ensuring that I am always doing more than I'm asking for, and uh, and I'm working really hard. You know, and I'm, I'm focused and very in a very organized manner. Brilliant. Great insight. Very humble. So, um, okay. So, well, I'm going to hand you over to Kate now. Um, and I know she's looking forward to this part of the show. Thank you, Laurie. So before we go to our final question, we're just going to dive into my favourite part of the show, which is the quick fire round summer, which is designed to get people to know a little bit more about you. So mm. tell me something that not many people know about you. Oh, uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, when I was when I started my my, my college uh, years, I uh, I had like multiple jobs. I had you know five or six different jobs going wow. on just to to pay for my tuition and for my yeah. expenses. And one of them, I was a roadie for for uh, amazing. <laughs> For this band that really just basically did kind of you know you know Saturday shows and uh, and weddings mainly and yep. uh, you know I, I would pack the equipment in the minivan you know and drive the minivan and then unpack the equipment and then uh, you know I would uh, kind of do all the sound checks and you know all that stuff and then. Uh, I got a bit bored, you know, while they were singing. So I would just get on the yeah. tambourine in the background and we'll just start playing around with it. You were the support act. Love yes, that. Yes. Brilliant. Really? What, what was the music? Was it classic wedding wedding classics? Yeah, kind playing? of. Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were just, you know, singing songs for other people. They, they don't yeah. have any, any of their own songs. You know, it's just, it was a pretty crappy band at the time, I think. But good fun, <laughs> I'm sure. Please tell me you're still playing the tambourine. No, no. Ah. <laughs> I've retired while I was on top. Best way, bow out when you should. So yes. I know that you do a lot of traveling, but um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Oh, I think I'd live in the Maldives, you know. Great. <laughs> because yeah. I, I, love, I love the water. I just love the, yeah. the colors. And I, I like beautiful. I love diving, you know. And it's just incredibly peaceful. And there's no pollution, no light pollution, no pollution of anything. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Really good answer. So, obviously, on your travels, you've been fortunate enough to probably eat at some amazing places. But what is your all-time favorite meal? My all-time favorite meal. So, uh, look, I'm, I'm I'm Lebanese by by background and yep. Mediterranean diet, especially in Lebanese. I'm I'm biased towards that, so <laughs> no question. <laughs> no, fabulous. I totally agree with yeah. that one. It's delicious. So, obviously, you had a really successful career as a tambourine player. But if you were um, going to be singing karaoke, what would your go-to karaoke song be? Oh, you know what? I think I'll, I'll tell you which one was the, the the most awful song that I've ever done on karaoke. It's a sex yeah. bomb by, by, by Tom Jones. Yeah, Fabulous. the legend is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm not sure if Tom would feature in this one, but who would be your dream dinner party guests, dead or alive? Michael Jordan. Good one. Yes. Any others? No. <laughs> Just the two, well, one on one. Well, uh, maybe Carlos Gosen, you know, I, 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 I uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite fascinated with the, with this story. Amazing, that would be a really Very good dinner party. Yeah. Thank you, great answers. Thanks so much. So, Laurie, back to you. Yeah, so Sammy, I mean, you've already given some amazing advice, um, and but I'm, I'm going to sort of dig in a little bit more around that. Um, somebody new entering into the industry, mm. what would be the the one piece of advice that you would give to them? Uh, look, I, 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 during my career, I've seen a lot of uh, startups, and I, you see a lot of startups right now, especially in the new space uh, yeah. environment. A lot of it is, you know, there's a lot of ideas that are somehow get financing, but for the wrong reason, and they they eventually bubble up and and they they destroy shareholder value. So yeah. I think that that's bad for the whole industry. So my my advice is mainly to. To investors out there you know do your due diligence you know and don't don't just uh you, you know don't, don't don't just focus on perception go go for the facts on this one you know mm. uh, drill deeper because 
uh, you want to put the limited investment, especially in an environment like this one, in projects that that make sense, projects that are that have a strong foundation. You know, I mean, in, in our case, for example, you know, we, we mentioned earlier that it's been 18 years uh, of development for the aircraft. You know, yeah. aircraft like this, there's other companies, especially some of the, you know, the big, the, the new tech companies who decided, oh, we want to do a service like this and launch an aircraft or a balloon. But it's not easy to, to build an aircraft. You yeah. can't just, you know, have an idea and then build an aircraft, you know, uh, in, in the garage around it. It's It takes years of, of, of really strong engineering and, and certification work and, and testing, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and, and, and it's not, not, not everyone can do that. So, so I think one thing that I would, that, that I would be careful of is, is proper technical and due diligence. And not just that, but also ensuring that there's an alignment between the economics and the technology, you know, some projects, they have really good technology that works. Mm. But then the, the the price or the cost or the economics just don't don't work for that market that they're trying to serve. They could work for yeah. a different market, but you know there's no alignment. And I and I think I, I see quite a bit of that this misalignment. You know sometimes you have both that are good, but they're just not aligned. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Well, I mean, Samir, that's it now. So thank you so much. It's been. It's been great to have you on today. I've been been trying to get you on for quite some time and it's been worth the wait. It's been really insightful and uh, an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And, and before we sort of finish, just want to wish you and Alto perhaps all the very success and very excited for the future and um, what you guys are doing. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very pleased to be with you guys. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and give us a rating. It really helps these stories to be found and enjoyed by more. For more information about Nuco Global Executive Search, we can be found at executive.nuco-group.com. That's executive.neuco-group.com.